Hello, you're listening to Make It Better with me, Jake Lambert. And me, Jeremy Flynn. The podcast where we take a different topic and try to make it better. Right, that's the admin out of the way. On with the show. What he said. If you're feeling frustrated and things are getting you down And you want to do something to turn it around You can vent to your friends You can write an angry letter Or you can start a podcast Oh, that's nice with the uh, Australian skyline. Oh, beauty. <laughs> See, Roy already picks up the lingo. Are you having fun? It's the first day of the Ashes today as well. Yeah, we're watching it after the gig tonight. Oh, lovely. Um, and I've never been into cricket and now they want to get me into cricket. It's, yeah, it's good. I mean, there's no better time or place to do it. Australia. That's what they even say. It's in England. It's in England, but still, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Are you having fun? Oh yeah, I'm having a lovely time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've just um, I've, so it's um, it's ten past five here. So what time is it there? Ten past eight. Ten past eight. Ten past Thanks eight. For getting up. It's okay. It wasn't too bad. Um, but you know when, you know when you're a little bit of sleep and then just the simplest tasks just take you just oh. an apps turning yeah. this laptop on was was my everest <laughs> 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 looking at two slightly similar laptop cables and trying to work out <laughs> what trying to work out which one is the one i need and i know but just staring at them and then realize you've just been stood staring for six minutes uh but we made it you know well i've had um i've had jet lag and, uh, of course, it's a killer. It is. It's it, it, well, actually, for all of us, it's been a bit different. So, for example, um, Michael and the tour manager and our uh, like the head guy at Curb, they all flew over together. So, I had to do my show at Soho Saturday night. So, they flew mm, out yeah. Saturday at some point. So, they arrived Sunday morning and I arrived Sunday night. So, already all us schedules are off you're out of kilter yeah so for example i think last night michael was up until well, all night he was up until nine in the morning he just couldn't sleep oh, that's whereas nice. my pattern has been i will sleep so the this is what happened the first night so the sunday night i got here at about 11 got to melbourne and um i, I was tired so i had a shower and i went straight to bed and i woke up at half three because i needed a wee now, this is perfect because this happens at home. Half three, I'm up for a week. <laughs> so I'm thinking, unbelievable. My body's already like, let's just roll, baby. We're here. No matter where I am, it knows it's half three. Brilliant. I um, then awake until half nine in the morning. So I lay there Ooh. for six hours. I try everything. Yeah. Just can't sleep. So I end up sleeping till from half nine till half two in the afternoon. That then becomes the pattern for uh, the next three nights where it's um, I wake up at some point in the night, my body will wake me up and it will just go, you are now awake for five hours and then you get to sleep. <laughs> so then I took night nurse, infamous night nurse, friend of the show. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I went... <laughs> We've been burned before, baby. <laughs> and I went straight through the night. Loved it. Unbelievable. Um, if we ever get sponsors for this podcast... It has to it's it's nightmare. be nightness. It's unreal. I only I yeah. woke up at twelve o'clock in the afternoon only because I just like I set my alarm. I thought, well, that's just enough I need. But I could have just closed my eyes and just kept on going. So I thought <laughs> I got cocky because then I thought last night, well, my body's now on the pattern. Let's go. So then last night I tried um, natural El Natural without uh, night nurse, and oh, yeah. um, I slept from one hour from about two till three, <laughs> and then was awake till eight. <laughs> so. But this Lovely time I stuff. Set so I set my alarm for twelve. So I've got five hours sleep. But I, there was things I wanted to do today. There was a gardens I wanted to go to. There's a bookshop I wanted to go to, and I wanted to go to the gym and I wanted to go swimming. So I've managed to do everything in those five hours that I wanted to oh, do. That's pretty good. Mm. I'm surprised you got because I thought you know the power down sleep for exactly the time you're on the plane for. I thought the system was was fairly bulletproof. So I'm surprised you've got. I suppose to be fair. You are traveling to literally the opposite side of the world. So a little jet lag to be expected. But I thought, you know, you had the plan set up, get on the plane immediately, 
actually sleep for nine hours, then stay awake. You know, that was I thought it was all worked out. The problem was that I forgot to factor in until about the day before when I was I did my show at Soho Theatre and I was stood outside afterwards with Flo, my agent, and we were talking about the plan. And I said, this was my plan. <laughs> the power down and plan. The power down plan. And um, um, we spoke about the fact that I don't, I only cry on planes, otherwise I don't cry. So we were talking about that because she knows what I'm like on long full flights. <laughs> discussing this. Yeah. And then I said, so my plan is, my plan was, I was going to get on, I was going to sleep and we'll be fine. However, it's now... Australia trip Eve, and what I forgot to factor in is my excitement. Oh, that's crazy! You've so got I'm on to that factor, plane. You've got to factor in excitement. Yeah, it is exciting. You've got so, to factor in excitement. I said, yeah, you were pretty confident that you could immediately fall asleep. I was thinking about, you know, an an, an hour trip to Ireland. I was forgetting. Yeah, I was excited yeah, for course. that, but I would be there. But now I'm, I've got this huge. Journey. Ah, oh, yeah. excited. I did. I managed to sleep for about an hour and a half on that flight. I gave myself three hours on the next one before I set an alarm. Um, <laughs> but also, it was a Champions League final on the plane, so I wanted to be up. I set my alarm to wake up for that. Did you get to watch that on the plane? Oh, did you not see the that's, video? That's class. No, Jeremy, the video. Let me <laughs> let me see if I can show you on the on the um on the. Uh, over, over the zoom it won't be very good for the for the for the listener but you can maybe yeah, describe say... what you're looking at and, and if you can't describe it then don't worry i also i, I also want to revisit did you say that you only cry on planes yeah i think it's the altitude but you don't cry um, any other time no nah, i'm not a crier just on just only on the plane um oh yeah here we go oh that looks nice oh that's lovely so that's it's some sort right, of like it? some sort of like barrier it's yeah it's a bar that's area. nice not many people watching no well it was also available at your seats but um, oh right okay bunch of nerds on the plane yeah but then there was that guy there who's in, on, on on in shot he is a um a celtic fan and then another guy came to join us who was an australian fan who you will love this uh i'll, I'll quickly tell you this and i'll tell you that next bit so um the Australian fan, he sat, I think the word's adjacent to me, where it's sort of next to, <laughs> but not quite. Yeah. Is that adjacent? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a bit of a show-off. <laughs> what were the words? Ch chucking the word adjacent around like it's nothing. <laughs> it seemed fitting. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like across from me on the, on our, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, on the plane. And, um. Mm. So he's Australian. This other guy's a Celtic fan. I'm a Tottenham fan. So we started talking about Ange Postacoglu. Lovely. Lovely bonding. We're watching no, the football. That's very nice. Um, the guy looked at me, the Celtic fan, and said, oh, you're a Tottenham fan. I was like, how did you know? Harry Kane's my background. And I, I realised what he'd done. Um, yeah, so, he's put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, I see what he's done there. Um, no? <laughs> <laughs> Just like this guy. I don't know who he plays for. Just like the look of him. Nice face. It's actually the back back of him. It's there. Look. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, um, um, this Australian guy adjacent to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, Jeremy, the guy's a genius. Oh yeah. I look over at his screen when we get on the plane. I'm I'm looking through the films. He's playing Zelda. Oh uh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. He's put no, no, no on the screen. Oh, right. Now, that is impressive. I thought you meant he had a switch with him. He's got his switch with him, and he's also brought a HDMI cable that he knows. That's I didn't very realize clever. That the, the, the seats had. So he's plugged that in on his big screen. He's just playing Zelda. That's incredible. For, for quite impressively, most of the flight, I'd say for about five hours, he played Zelda. Yeah, of course. Definitely incredible. Unbelievable. To be honest with you, when you, said this, when you said this Australian man was a genius, I thought, hmm. I'm not. I wonder what this. I'm gonna. There's gonna be something here that's gonna have to really impress me. But I think you're right. That is. That's world class. Oh, I can. Lovely. I think if I, I, I think the New Zelda. I think I could. Yeah, you could handle a. You could handle a nine-hour flight, no problem. He was loving it. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, what a legend. I was very impressed. I thought for a moment. I thought it was just available on the plane, so I was trying to look for it. 
<laughs> Can I also get that, please? <laughs> well, um, one exciting start to the trip. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. It was lovely. And then uh, and now we're here now. We've done Melbourne and now we're in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean... I just know that there are two places that they reference in Neighbours, Melbourne and Brisbane. It's normally what if you leave oh. Neighbours, you go to Melbourne or Brisbane, I think. Right. Oh, OK. Well, Neighbours is shot in Melbourne. I wonder if it's set there. Maybe they go to Brisbane if they're leaving. Right. Yeah. It's a um, it's like a slightly sunnier uh, Melbourne. Oh, it's very nice. cool. It's very beach, beachy. Uh, oh place. yeah, they love they love the they love the beach in Australia, don't they? Always banging on about it. What they've got here is they didn't seem to have in Melbourne. Is they've got um, what I've noticed, what I think I pictured Australians to be when I was younger. They've got um, the the blonde blonde tanned girls. It's very <laughs> beachy looking. That must have come as a shock. <laughs> These blonde tanned Australian women in Australia doing this is very strange. <laughs> Well, I've never seen them before. I've never been to Melbourne where they're not that. And here you go. Oh, oh they've got the movie. They've got girls. a lot of them in Brisbane. Oh, I get it. I thought you just meant in Australia generally. I was like, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, have you heard the Land Down Under song? That's the best bit about Australia, isn't it? Jeremy. At the airport. You're kidding. I get off the plane and Land Down Under is playing. <laughs> That's a bit on the nose for me, Land. Oh, I know. Well, it's the World Cup of Darts this weekend. And I think. I think Australia they were in the the Australians normally do very well because uh, they got Simon Whitlock who's class so uh, yeah if anyone you should watch you should check out the World Cup of Darts if they're showing the Australia games it'll be fun I will um, I won't promise anything <laughs> it's a great format the World Cup of Darts yeah it's a great format yeah. a little one on one and then if it's a if it's a draw they have a little game of like doubles it's really good Okay, right. I wouldn't well, understand. Follow me for more darts updates. <laughs> um, we better do a topic. Should we pull the random topic generator? You've probably got the, the crank in Australia, haven't you? you oh, can... I brought it over with me. It's absolutely absolute nightmare <laughs> getting it through. But... <laughs> Festivals. Oh, that's nice. Festivals. Yeah. Well, it's Glastonbury this weekend, isn't it? Oh, is it? The topic generator is so smart. It just knows. Yeah, it really knows what's going it's sort of it's got his finger on the pulse the topic generator that's what i like about it i've uh have you been to glastonbury no have you yeah i went in uh sort of the early noughties i would say sort of 2004 i think i went who was headlining uh it was oasis and i was gonna guess oasis yeah, I think it was Oasis, yeah. Muse, I wow. think, on the Sunday, maybe. Yeah, it was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was tasty. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yeah, but um, that's, I only went the once, yeah. Um, but uh, have you have you ever performed it? Because they do comedy at Glastonbury, don't they? It's quite a big thing to do. I think people know that the gigs are fine. You just sort of perform to people, obviously, who are hungover, <laughs> drunk, stoned, or mm. all three. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's an interesting, but people just go, you get the free ticket. And I think there seems to be a selection of comedians that do it every year. They're like, seems to be that. Yeah. I, and I maybe I should try requesting and see if I can, but I never have. Um, I've always said I would only go to Glastonbury if I was like invited to perform. Um, sure. I used to say that when I was like, you know, thinking maybe I one day I'll be in a band, but, uh, you know, I'll play in a comedy tent. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but what it, what's what's built into me, ingrained, and I don't know where from, it's the same with anything like this, because it's a little bit of a lottery about getting tickets. Um, yeah. It's the same with, like, football tournaments. My brother-in-law managed to get loads of the England uh, game uh, mm. tickets when, it, when we shared the Euros. Um, but I didn't even bother entering. I just think I'm not, it's not going to be me. So I just I know what you it. mean. Some people seem to be good at ticket stuff. Yeah. Got, yeah, I'm, I know exactly what you mean. You've got to be on it. You've got to register in the summer before. You've got to upload a picture by November. You've got to go in the yeah. ballot in January. And then about April goes on and go, I wonder if I, I, wonder, I might go to Glastonbury this year. And they go, you should have thought about it a year ago, mate. And I'm like, well, I yeah. can't plan that far ahead. Exactly. The only time I've done it were 
uh, one of my favourite bands, Modest Mouse. They were playing in London, and I couldn't believe it. I get to go and see Modest Mouse. Couldn't believe, like, I've, I've been a fan of them for, this was, I went to see them last year, so I've been a fan of them for 19 years. And I was oh, like, yeah. great, I'll get to go and watch them. So I set my, I've still got the alarm saved. I use it every now and again. You know, you get the alarm systems on your phone. I've got that one just called Modest Mouth. Uh, this was to buy them in February for their gig in July. So mm-hmm. I woke up, bang, got two tickets, brilliant. Um, uh, up until the day of the gig, the tickets were still readily available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I remember when they re-released a, like a, a star, a, a sort of Star Wars sort of um really wasn't the first big digital re-release but they'd done sort of a slight remaster i mean my friends you know queued up and got tickets for the opening night and we went to the midnight show and there was about six people there in like an entire <laughs> cinema we we're like oh, i thought more people would be excited for this but it was just us and a couple of sort of 11 year olds dressed as uh just as darth vader yeah oh, that's a shame yeah it's always disappointing um it's just, nice yeah, to know think... that you like something niche though right it's nice to yeah, go oh cool yeah. that's cool we we found our our, our lot yeah for sure um i think that's one of the that's one of my big bugbears because with glastonbury especially is that um <clears throat> in order to to go through the ticket rig, rigmarole um you, you don't know who's on you don't know who's playing that's it you know? exactly and they, yeah. and they always say there was Say, oh well, you know, it's Glastonbury. It doesn't matter who's on; it's just the whole weekend. But I, I still want to know who's on. I want to, you know, I want it to be people that I want to see. If the headliners aren't like three people that I'm interested in, then you go, well, probably don't want to buy a ticket to see yeah. these people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's something I change. You have to know. You have to know who's on yeah. when you buy the ticket. You can't sell the tickets before you tell me who's on. Completely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that annoyed me about, I guess, festivals coming into this will be Edinburgh Festival. Um, oh, yeah. What um, annoyed me about that was, um, I mean, it's got a lot that needs to change anyway with Edinburgh Festival. But the, um, during 2020, uh, the pandemic, um, the Olympics had been cancelled and the Edinburgh Festival was still adamant that they were going ahead. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The Olympics. The Olympics have said no. I love that. I love that. I reckon we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. And it runs at the same time. Yeah. The good thing about it is that it's the like I always I thought during like the pandemic and I thought there is no bigger occasion where lots of people try and all cram into the same small room like than the Edinburgh Festival. It's like, yeah. Oh, here's a tiny room below a pub. Like we'll try and get 65 people in there and you could all just switch. You go this. I reckon this is the worst possible place to try and contain this. (laughs) A sweaty, unventilated room (laughs) full of not incredibly hygienic so, what not a lot of comedy performers aren't the most hygienic people I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. It's true. It's not. It's you know, it's true. Unfortunately. So yeah, there's that. So you have to say, and also hygiene. Hygiene in generally, generally at festivals, hygiene is a is an issue. That's probably one yes. of the biggest, the biggest, the biggest problems you face at a festival is hygiene. Yeah. Well. I think going back to another type of festival, I guess there's so many, is that um, Cheltenham Festival was the was a huge carrier and spreader of the virus, wasn't it, at the start? That's true. There was the big one. That's, that's called a festival, isn't it? The racing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Technical, yeah. Tech, I'm getting through a technicality, but that was a huge <laughs> carrier of it. So it's, yeah, it's it's the worst thing. It's you put a load of people together, so it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done them? Have you ever done a music festival like a camping, like the whole the whole shebang? Yes, yeah, yeah. I've um, well, I performed at Latitude three times. Oh yeah, I tell you that's what's a good crazy. One. What is crazy is I will tell you this story. Just after when I went to see um, Modest Mouse, it was in July yeah. uh, last year, and then I found out that that week. Um, I was they were also playing at Latitude, and I was like, Well, that's cool, they're ah. going to play at Latitude. And then it turned out I, um, I got booked for Latitude to just go and do one of these smaller stages there. And I got, got off stage, I was like, Well, that's cool. That when I got into them, imagine me thinking I'm playing the same festival as them, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I got off stage, and uh, I'm speaking to Lily, 
who also works at my agency, I was telling her that story. I said, it would have just been so nice if I was like playing the big stage. I could have been like, I did that and Molly Smiles amazing. Yeah, yeah. We literally finished that conversation and two other people from my agency came over and said, Jake. And I was like, yeah, they go. Um, a, another comedian I won't name, he's running late and they're supposed to be on at the main stage. Would you go on and do 20 minutes to fill? And I literally looked, Here I was like, get, this is like, uh, this is, I literally just said, if only I was doing that. And somebody said, would you please come and do that? So I literally amazing. got walked from one stage over to the other and boom, so I'm playing in front of three and a half thousand people at Latitude, same festival as my favorite band. Unbelievable. Um, have you ever, have you ever been just as a, just guest to a music festival, just for the, sorry, just for the love of the, love of the game? Um, yes, me and my friends went whilst we were at university. We were looking for a festival to go to. We couldn't get to Glastonbury. We looked at some others. What's the big one in Spain? Benicassim. I've been, I went to Benicassim. That's one of them. Oh, put a pin in that. We'll come back. Um, <laughs> and then I, uh, we ended up finding one in Sweden called Holtsfred <laughs> in a place called Holt spread and um, oh yeah. So we booked tickets. We thought, why not? We'll we'll go there. Um, it was. I've since met Swedish people who haven't heard of Holt spread. Um, <laughs> either the festival. What is Mouse so, uh, No, they weren't. But there was uh, Madness Run. Oh yeah. Um, Kid Kudi. Sure, sure. Um, and then the two big headliners on the. Saturday then a Sunday. Saturday was Kings of Leon, and Sunday was the Killers. Taste. Here we go. It was unreal. It was so cool. And so what happened was, we had to get there. We had to get a taxi to the airport, fly to Sweden. We had to get a bus and a train, then an, a boat to the island that the festival was on. So we literally took, apart from a helicopter, every mode of transport to get there. So it was really <laughs> like a cool little journey to get there. Yeah, and then. We're walking along this beach to get to the um, get to the, the 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 festival, and we don't really know anything about Swedish people. All all we know is while we were waiting to have our passports checked, this girl started talking to my friend TJ, and um, invited him back to her flat for fun. So we were like, "Well, are they all very this flirty, or what is it?" Anyway, um, that's all we knew. <laughs> we thought, thought maybe it was just her, but then we were walking along. Um, we didn't know anything about Swedish people at this point. And we're walking along this beach and there's these people playing football ahead of us. And we're like, that's cool. Then there's this sort of shack thing, like a beach house. And there's a guy covered in tattoos. And he's like barbecuing, drinking a beer, shaved head, maybe swaying, looks a bit like smoking something. It looks a bit of a character. And we I like look at him and we're quite away, maybe... 20 meters away from him. And we're walking towards the people playing football. And he shouts at us in Swedish. I don't know what he's saying, but he shouts at us. And I just, we just like ignore him, ignore him. He shouts again. We like ignore him. And he shouts. And I'm like, I'm going to have to say something. This is, this is insane. So I turned to him and I said, <laughs> sorry, uh, we're English. And he like went like this. And I thought, oh, he's annoyed. He went and he yeah. just went, sorry, my friend. And he's like, oh, he's in Swedish. He said, uh, my friends are down there playing football. Can you tell them the sausages are ready? And I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, would, would you like some? And we went, yeah. <laughs> so we just, 100%. Lo the loveliest guy. So we get there. We're like, wow, is everyone going to be like this? <laughs> so um, we walked through, we set up our tents. And um, my friend TJ, he supports uh, West Ham. He's wearing his West Ham shirt. I think somebody... I think we're, we're, it's a bit ironically, but we take an English flag along and um, we sit in one of the tents and we're having pre-drinks before we're like, let them, then we'll go and see what's going on. We Honestly, it's like something from a film. We cut out of the tent and there's about 20 to 30 people just sort of stood around our tents looking at us. And we're like, it's a bit awkward again. We don't know what's happening. And one of our yeah. friends, I can't believe, was TJ something says, oh, hello. Like, they're just looking at us. And one of them went, you English? And we went, yeah. And they went, Wah! they couldn't believe it. And like, we were the only English people there at this whole festival. And they were like, where you live? All I kept getting asked, is it like Green Street Hooligans or Murder the Midsummer? 
that's all they know about English <laughs> culture. They're like, which one is it? <laughs> that was that was all they. I hope you. If your mates a West Ham fan, you could have got a way when you were from uh, Greece. I think, yeah, they were they were absolutely loving it, and I was like, well, Phil's from Norwich. And my family at the time had moved to Windsor. So I was like, well, we're more Murder of the Midsummer. TJ's a bit more Green Street hooligans. <laughs> uh, so we, we really cover all, all ends of the spectrum. Um, well, the two <laughs> options you've given us. But they were so nice. And it was brilliant. And we just, they're still friends of mine on Facebook. And every time it's my birthday, over there they don't say happy birthday, they say congrats. So I just get a few congrats from people that I've not seen in like 15 years. Or so. It's nice. so lovely. It's so nice. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved it. If a Swede offers you a sausage, always accept. That's one thing we can take away from this episode. <laughs> Did you camp? I can't imagine you camping for some reason. You don't strike me as a big camper. Um, I camped. I camped, and I've camped. Um, yeah, mm. it's. Um, I wish it was more minimalist than it is. It always ends up being too much stuff. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you need a lot of stuff. Well. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd like it if it was a bit more simple, but um, I quite like the experience. A little bit now, I'm a bit too particular. And so now what my favourite thing would be from camping would be the shower you get to have when you get home. Oh. Lovely. Almost worth it. Yeah, yeah. I remember we went when we went to Benicassim, we, um, you have to camp, but... So it's it's the problem is is that it's red art. It was an amazing festival. It was like twenty eleven, and it was like Arctic Monkeys, Brilliant. the Strokes, and Portishead. Lovely. So we I were like, we got to go down. We, oh, phenomenal! And we went, we went, we had like a three car convoy. We like we drove all the way down to like southern Spain. Wow. So like we like drove all through France. Like it was it was amazing. It was amazing. But <clears throat> the problem with we didn't sort of factor in is that camping in spain is that for start spanish festivals the music doesn't start till 10 p.m so that's that's when the music starts like 10 o'clock right at night. and then it goes through to like five or six in the morning and it's it's too late man that's too come on it's too yeah late. it's too late baby but it's so hot you see it's red hot so you can't be like people don't want to be sort of getting in the mix like during the day everyone's just trying to chill out during the day yeah so of course the problem is is that you with the tents so like it's boiling hot all day so even when you if you go to bed at like two or three o'clock in the morning by 6 a.m you gotta get out yeah. of that tent it's it's red hot it's absolutely it's you're, you're cooking in there baby you're this cooking. is one of my things i put to have as make it better is have a huge tent which tents are in so you're just shaded Put up a huge blanket <laughs> yeah, cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. like those big circus things, and just chuck your tents in there. Mm. You don't have to be glamorous; just a big white sheet thing that goes over. So, so there is shade. There is always shade, and you go in and you have shade because that is a killer. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough, and people, you were getting out of your tent in the morning. It was like you know the bit in um, Ace Ventura when he gets out the the back of the the, the pretend <laughs> rhino that he's in. <laughs> Like that, that's ba- that's basically it was people getting out of their tent at like eight o'clock in the morning like every, every single day just like open it peeling it up and going like <gasps> and then because you've only slept for like a couple of hours everyone's just walking around you're absolutely yeah. knackered and there was only one place where there was a load of shade there was like this huge like beer marquee right like massive they planned like, well. huge mega tent that was like the only shady place and basically in the day there wasn't a single inch of floor space yeah. that someone wasn't lying down sleeping on it like it was basically just bars around the edge and the floor in the middle it's just people sleeping because it's the only shady spot in the whole yeah festival. right it was it was graft it was like it was hard yeah work. like it was and exhausting i i wouldn't have it in me these days no way when you're young, you can just sort of get through it and it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. But I think back now and you're like, I don't even know how I did that. We'll tell you what, we went to um we went to Barcelona the Ooh. like on the way back just for like wow. a couple Lovely. of nights. And I tell that you, hotel. having having slept like, oh my God. Well I must have told you this story. That was the place that we we found it on like last minute. And we found this hotel and I was in like my old beat up polo and it had been at this festival. So it was like brown with like dust. 
and we were trying to find we, we chose this hotel because there was parking and in barcelona it's like a nightmare to park and i was like just find somewhere with a car park and we can we can get in um so we're driving around and it's been a very stressful festival and stuff we just want to go and have a shower and that and i was like this is the hotel and it's like a big glass front and it was like car park this way and i was like all right and there was like four of us four lads in this car and then I, I was like, I think the car park's down here. It was really bright. And then this, this doors opened and I was like, great. And basically I drove my car into the foyer <laughs> and up to the, like, I, could, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and then I like, had these huge glass doors and I accidentally drove my car like into the foyer of the hotel. And I could just see these sort of Spanish women behind the desk just looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> they were just like waving their arms going don't bring don't bring your car in here and i and i was like oh sorry sorry everyone. <laughs> i was sort of going oh sorry sorry i had to reverse out of the foyer which is embarrassing it's embarrassing we're here <laughs> I was like, oh. oh my god! I was like, ah, this is just the foyer. Oh okay, god. right. Sorry, everyone. So I had to like my car looked like honestly, it looked like such a piece of shit because I had like this old polo and like we'd just been at this festival where like, just this <laughs> orange dust just battered it, and we looked like shit as well. Like we looked like absolute lunatics because we just slept for about two hours a night for a week. Oh my god! Eventually found the car park. Like when when underneath. Like it was underneath that turns out it was underneath the hotel. The sign did say it was that way. <laughs> a little bit confusing. Um, but then having to walk into the foyer after like walk into reception about 20 minutes later and be like, oh, we have we have a reservation. Uh. <laughs> they were like, you the guys that drove in? Nah. Oh my that god, that's that such a funny image. Yeah, straight up to reception. Honestly really can because i couldn't see anything like we got too far in you know like it was too far oh. i was worried i was worried the automatic doors were going to behind <laughs> us you know like we got too we got too far in lots of parking but i tell you that sh- yeah <laughs> that shower boy oh, after yeah. a week of like festival just the- oh my god it was almost worth it i remember the- when i went to glastonbury it was a muddy one i remember the- when i got back just the shower is just Treat. paradise but um i don't know if i've got a fest i don't know if i've got a festival in me these two no i think unless i'm thinking i think those days might, might be done and i'd like to do it once it's a cool thing to do i'd like to do that skiing festival that looks fun i think it used to There's be like a comedy festival where like people ski in there yeah is it not fun anymore i i've only seen i've only seen like pictures of it and i think that looks like a big laugh because you get to yeah I've never been skiing or anything, but it looks like a big laugh being up in the in the snowy snowy hills and that doing a few gigs. That looks like good. Yeah, fun. is it I not think fun? It used to be. It'd have to be with the right apps, but I'd rather just go with some friends and go skiing, <laughs> and it not up to skiing is so tiring. <laughs> and also, when you have a helmet on all day, your hair looks mental. You can't even wash that off. That's like your hair's flat and all weird for the rest of the day. I'm not going to want to go and do a gig. I want to sleep. It's so tiring. I did, yeah. Intr- I didn't. I didn't think about wearing a helmet. I've never been skiing, so I didn't know that you wore a helmet. So that's so you'd have that on all day. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be helmeting all day. Helmet. You just you've been skiing. Honestly, it's so tiring. I once when I was skiing, <laughs> I got annoyed at some Russians because they took all the eggs. There was like about eight eggs left at the breakfast buffet. I was third. They both took yeah. four each, and I was like, "That's insane." And I was like, openly sad. I was like, that's, that's insane. And they just walked away. And then I was like, <laughs> sat there angry. And I was talking too loudly to the people I was with about these Russians. I was like, there were eight eggs, three of us. We were all waiting for the new eggs to come out. Eight eggs came out and they took four each. And I was like, that's crazy. And then we ended up getting in the lift with them. And I was still talking about it while we were in the lift. They didn't say anything. And I was talking, talking, talking about how crazy that was, the, eggs. the eggs. And then I went back to my room. It was about nine o'clock in the morning. And then I uh, lay down on the bed and I slept about one o'clock in the afternoon. I think I was just really tired. But I think even still with the sleep, egg, no, no, I think that's why I was just a bit cranky. But even uh, I think with a good night's sleep, that was insane. I think that's my favourite podcast, my favourite story you've told on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not had my Russian egg anecdote before? <laughs> 
Honestly, I genuinely <laughs> eight eggs. You think I'm third? I'm in third line. in line. I'm get, I'm obviously getting some eggs here. Honestly, it's a more surefire thing than George being a king one day. I'm obviously in line to get eggs. I mean, even if they have three eggs each, you're getting I'm... eggs. You're getting two eggs, even if they have three each. We were all waiting for the eggs. No they one kept, saw they... four each. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Hello, uh, you're listening to Make It Better, as you know. Just wanted to interrupt to ask a little favour. Um, I hope you enjoy the podcast. The aim is that we make a different thing better, but we hope you make your day better. I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to return the favour and make our day better, if you could hit subscribe or leave a review, give five stars or tell a friend, I'd really appreciate that. Would you? Yeah, definitely. It's literally the least you could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, you've travelled for what two hours to get yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I travel for what, fifteen more minutes. Than that. More than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still here first time. <laughs> every, every time. Week, every week. Yeah, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right, back on with the show. <laughs> nice. We should um we should probably swiftly move on to how we'd make festivals better because if anyone said oh, i'm listening to a podcast about how they make festivals better and they go oh what they talk about at the moment they're talking about some russians uh stealing uh jake's eggs at the breakfast of a skiing holiday he had <laughs> oh was it a skiing festival nope. yeah so i we've done the big tent i like the big tent the shade um toilets yeah. of course big issue big oh, issue I, how do we make those better apart from you know those That's nice tough. sort of slightly plusher ones they have where you get on it and you go inside it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You might get it at a posh wedding. Yeah, you go, you're spending a bit more money. Well, I imagine at a posh wedding, they just sort of have a, a lovely toilet in a, in a massive manor house. But as a... As they a, haven't got a hundred that... They haven't got a, they haven't yeah. got a hundred thousand animals. A guy that was in our group when we went to Glastonbury, he was just... Um, he was just absolutely railing a modium for the entire Glastonbury Festival. And we were there Wednesday to Monday. And... He was just... Wasn't changing, wasn't changing his eating habits, but just after every meal. Um... Oh, oh, okay. I was going to ask. I don't know what Imodium does. I've heard of it. I don't know what it did. I knew it's it was a, either. It's a block. It's a block... <laughs> yeah, it's a block you upper. And why would a um, why would somebody need to go to the shop and buy that? Not to make the the the, the podcast get too. Uh, if you had an upset, if you had an upset stomach, right? I see. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking, uh, unless you're like a sniper, and you're out in the jungle <laughs> and you don't want to leave a trace. <laughs> I can't believe. You think, why would someone not want to go to the toilet? I imagine the only scenario is Sniper. <laughs> but I reckon they take it. I have heard they, yeah, have, to, they have to um, they do have to package it up and take it with them so that they can't be traced. They do have to carry it around with them. So I assume Memojin would help for them to not have to do that. Yeah, you want a bit more consistency, maybe. Um, da -da 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 -da. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, that's okay. It's, I'm being okay. disgusting, so it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, um, so... Um, <laughs> Right. Okay. Anyway, um, so I, that was where my brain went. But now I understand bad stomach, and then you might want to take it so you stop having a bad stomach. Right. You've got um, it. You've got so, it. That's so he the didn't have a bad medicine. stomach, but he he just thought I just I'm just not going to go to the toilet the whole time. I'm it was an attempt. It was an attempt to bung himself up. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, move yeah. on from this quickly. Let's go back <laughs> to posh toilets. <laughs> Yeah, so that would be nice. Or any kind of, I mean, I, I'm like, if you think about it, Glastonbury Festival, there's how many people there? A few hundred thousand people. Um, they're spending what? It's about 400, 500 quid a ticket. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Right. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating. It's a few hundred. I think it's about 400 quid. I think with that money, 2023, you can just have normal toilets, I reckon. Just yeah, get, just get normal toilets. Do you know in. what? We're going to be coming back to that field every year, so yeah, you could just probably get some install in. some at this point. Just get something in. Just get something in now. Twenty twenty three. Loads of new technology. Loads of different yeah. stuff. Yeah. Let's just also, sort that out. I don't know if this is there, and I know it's a little bit. We're getting a little bit into into the detail, but you can just have a huge place that is just for number ones. Yeah, because it's not fair if you're queuing up for that and someone is understandably someone needs to go and do what's natural but then you just go i might just be the back just really needed a week and i'm just not just go to like a big yeah the trough thing you just just something anyway let's move on um another thing i you, think you don't like talking do. about you don't like talking about toilets do you i think there should be okay how about this 
some sort of okay, this maybe this helps. Some sort of reward where when you pitch up your area, whatever, mm-hmm. there's some way that your area becomes your number. There's a number. You get like an area number. Yeah. Right? If that area number remains clear at the end of the festival and they scan your area, whatever, however this works, you automatically get put straight into the input for the next festival. An incentive to tidy and clean up your That's stuff. very good. That's very good. That's a very good system. That's, That's a very good, good. Isn't it? and it's and it's quite common that you like when if you go to like a campsite you get a plot to be yes. honest with you like you get your own little plot that you sort yep. of this is your little area yeah um so it's a good it's a great system that's a great system this that's... is your pitch so you, so you get your pitch number and then there's no like you know where are we going to camp because that's always tough like you know yep. where, are we, where are we going to camp so you get your own little pitch number. You can get a few together with your friends. Like, you know, yep. you can try and get a little clump together. But you're yep. right. If they leave it as a disaster. Yep. That's can't it. Can't come back next year. Can't come back. And that's all you can't need to do. Back. Have your little area done. Or And even if they think that's too crazy. I know other countries, Australia and Canada do it very well, where if you hand in your bottles, uh, empty bottles of recycling, you get money back for it, right? So yeah, that's, that's why... Good. In uh, America and Canada and Australia, you'll see a lot of homeless people going around collecting rubbish, get an incentive for them to 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 hand rubbish in. So yeah, the, yeah. the alternative is that at the end that you hand in your tent because some people just leave their tents. You go even if you like, do you know what I mean? Something where you just hand that in and then you get something because you've handed that in. It's a great system. It's, it's great got to be system. something like this, and it's an incentive. For sure. And people might, you know, people that go there if they're spending four five hundred pounds on a ticket whatever it is they're not going to want the incentive of you get 20 pounds back 10 pounds back but it doesn't mean much for the hassle but if you go but i I get put back into back into the ballot also you're there there is no time you're ever going to want to go to a festival more than the time that you're actually there when you go let's definitely do this next year i think it's a great i think it's a great system i think it's a great system because it is chaos like yeah like and you and you like it's all sort of you know it's all meant to be like this lovely like green thing and you, you 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 know you see the sights afterwards especially in this country you know we're animals you just think it's absolutely yeah. disgusting like what yeah. they've done yeah and the tent thing is crazy as well no one just everyone just leaves them there yeah that's a great system that's a yeah. great system so that, that's you. good so the big big mega tent for everyone to sleep in, sleep in. yeah yeah your own your own pitch which you're responsible for and if you yeah. uh if you leave it in a good place, you can come yeah. next year. Great system. Yeah. <laughs> All Thank of our you. Make It Better things, we do start quite policing people quite heavily. Because <laughs> 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 I was thinking, yeah, and I was, because I, I, when you were talking about that, I was like, there should be some sort of like, um, like good behavior, bad behavior thing. Mm. And I was like, you know, if you're, if you're being really like obnoxious, like they can like scan your wrist, your wrist thing. And then you'd be like, well, they can't come back next year. And I was like, well, what you're doing now is creating an authoritarian state. Yeah. Like maybe like a secret police that can really like beat people up who are treating people badly. Like, Just like, a, yeah. Like, a, like, you know, whenever you're watching like an American film, I think maybe Naked Gun had this or like a few sitcoms. I think maybe King of Queens had it once. Where there's like a a jail at the baseball stadium, exactly. Yeah, perfect. just a Glastonbury jail. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, and if someone's getting really out of control and getting really nuts and like acting like a real knobhead, like you see anyone like throwing a bottle or something into the crowd or like chucking their pints on someone yeah. or anything like that, you go yeah. right little festival prison for you just a yeah. day, just twenty four hours, and then twenty four hours in police custody. When they scan your ticket at the end, when you scan your wristband, if it comes up, um, green is obviously grey, orange is you've had like a yellow card, red is they're not allowed into the pyramid stage <laughs> area at the end. For this. Yeah, yeah, couldn't go actually. Yeah, no, I, I got pissed and threw a bottle at someone, so that's it for me. Yeah, can't do it. That's great. That's I think, I think, I think we're going to have to really start ruling because you know people are out of control. There's no, there's not enough rules in the world, and, people and we're are here to control. bring them back. We've got to bring it back. Um, right. I'm just going over my list. I'd say this is one for people rather than us making the rules. This is people for themselves to give themselves a better experience. <laughs> and that would be um, to just have, commit yourself to have one main meal a day. <laughs> <laughs> is 
is that not at festivals or is that is that just in general I have been doing that actually while we're here and I've quite enjoyed it. I've just been eating sort of fruits and snacks throughout the day then having a big meal because we get catering at the venue, which has been very lovely and I've enjoyed that. And I just got me thinking... Good system. Like, good system, this. Just in all, you make sure you're looking after yourself then you're getting a good good meal a day. Just, good just help yourself meal out a, a day. That's, that's and second to say. that... Just... Second to that, every time it becomes... It becomes the, the rules at the bars, the law... Um, Every time they serve someone an alcoholic drink, it has to come with a, a water drink at the same time. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I went to a festival in Germany and they get you had to buy like the cup off them. That was quite a good system. Great. You had to buy the you had to buy the cup off them and then if you took the cup back, the next one That's you know, great. Had, the next one was significantly cheaper because you were refilling the same cup. That's so nice. that was a pretty good system, even though they That's only filled system. your beer like three quarters of the way. And it's obviously because, you know, like they probably do it so you don't spill it or like they yeah. don't want it fooled all the way to the brim. But every single time you saw a British person getting it, you just look at like a three quarters fill pint. Now, obviously to a German, you know, the difference between a three quarter fill pint and a fill pint, they don't care. They're like, That's yeah. great. Every single British person was like, "You cheeky bastards! Look, oh, look at that! God. Fill it up to the top!" Oh, and God. you're like, Rissenbord. "Yeah, I know." <laughs> no. um, but yeah, that was a good system—the plastic cup system. Um, That's nice. yeah, and, that then, was... and then yeah, just to stay hydrated, you get a water with your with your drink, and it's just <laughs> helping fair. people out. Very sensible festival that we're going to be running. <laughs> Everyone's going to have know, a lovely have time. Had... Have you had another water? Well, no more jinkies for you until I it's see you drink like, that water. I went to a gig at um, the O2 recently, and on the way out, they were just handing cups of water to people on the way out. Lovely. Lovely. You've got to. Got to stay hydrated. I tell you, my big my big problem with eating at festivals is I really have an issue with wooden cutlery. I really, oh, it's, it could be yeah. my number one, it could be my number one thing, you know, like I know the environment is, you know, we've got, we've all got to do our bit, but the, the idea of wooden cutlery, even just thinking about it now, I want to remove my head from my yes. body. Like yeah. it makes yeah. me like, there's something about it. We've got to, we've got to do better than that. Again, it's 2023, get the boffins, you know, get the scientists working this is not the answer. Wooden cutlery is not the answer. <laughs> it makes me feel physically ill. I don't know how we change it, though. I don't know. What's it made out of? Obviously, we can't do plastic. Um, I know. In my day-to-day life, I, I carry cutlery with that's, me. That, see, that's great. That is nice. Yeah. I, that's, I've seen that set. <laughs> that's a lovely set. Do you know what I like? Is I think... I think you're probably the only person I know that when I tell them that they go, "That's that's class. That's a great <laughs> yeah, idea." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have got that. I've got them the, the cutlery in a little box you can See, take around with you. That's it's... that's why you're my guy because I say I've got my own cutlery in my bag, and you go, "Great idea." <laughs> yeah, I love it. All for it. Because <laughs> then when you turn up and they've got a wooden fork, then you you've golden, aren't you? You're sorted. Is that contraband? Are you allowed to go into Glastonbury with your own metal cutlery? I don't know. That's a good question. You can take a lot of your own stuff in. You can take yeah. you can take your own booze. You can take your own booze into Glastonbury. So can you? If you I think I'm, if I'm smuggling in a fork, I think they're more worried about drugs. I reckon than forks. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't do very well policing that. So I think you'd be fine with your cutlery. Um, yeah, yeah. So this happened on the way here in uh, Dubai. I was in the lounge in between flights, having some food. Lovely time. This Lovely. man comes in. Um, he's acting slightly strange. He's wearing like, I'd say quite like yoga gear. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's sort of pacing up and down quite sort of frantically, quite an eccentric looking man. Um, mm-hmm. I He was talking slightly to himself. I think he got confused. He thought a table he was going back to was his or something had been cleared away and he wasn't sure and he was sort of trying to ask, but I couldn't understand. He um, spoke of the language, so I didn't know what, what he was saying. But it's quite a small and very sort of interesting man to watch. Anyway, he gets his now his other plate down on the table and he goes to uh, up to the sort of buffet area and he comes back and he's got, I'd say, about eight uh, forks, metal forks. <laughs> and he puts them all down on his table. And me and the guy that worked there sort of look at each other and sort of give each other a look as like that strange. So we can't figure that out. 
Um, and then I'm sort of looking at thinking, what could that be for? Whilst I'm thinking that, he gets up, walks past me, grabs eight more or ten more, a, a handful more, goes back to his table. And then he's trying to like look busy, looking to his left, but with his right, he's grabbing out of the forks and putting them in his bag. Here we go. Now we're talking. And I'm like, I mean, that's a weapon. Yeah, loads of weapons, loads of little weapons. So I, I go to, um, I'm not sure what to do. I go to like the front concierge bit and I'm like, I just like suspicious behavior. I'd like to sort of maybe mention. Oh, here we go. So, he's got 32 forks in his pocket. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy has got, a... and they're like, okay. Um, could... and so he brings someone else over. He's like, could you, I was like, oh, could you describe him? And I'm like trying to describe where he's sat. And then I'm like, I'll just show you if you like. And I sort of go around the corner and I say, he's down there, sat on the right. The lady goes to the wrong person at first. And so I'm now directing her, like going like their back, back and into your right, sort of doing that. And she finds him and she speaks to him. And then I'm, I'm now just watching from a distance with a cup of tea. And then two more oh security God. come over and he just has to empty his, it's like really embarrassing for him, but he's just emptying fork after fork after fork. I don't know what the plan was. I don't know if he, got on his next flight i don't know what he would what he wanted <laughs> he's had all these forks and he just had to embarrassingly just empty them out maybe he was going to a festival but um <laughs> it's a good system <laughs> he's gonna cash in when he was there but i like I, that I, you were i like that you um you 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 sort of went for a, quite a public shopping you know with the with the pointing and the no it's it like you know i like the well, fact you that know, you weren't i had to do that before did i say when i was getting on a plate on the train to edinburgh and a guy in the lounge, just telling the lady to um uh to uh she wouldn't let him in because he couldn't get his ticket, and he was on the phone saying, "I can't find the ticket on my phone." They won't let me into the lounge. This woman's being a b word, and then he was like, "She was like, you can't call me that." And another lady came over, and was like, "You can't call him that." This guy was like my age, and he was like, yeah. on the phone, so I thought maybe he looked like he was like in a band or something. He had like ripped jeans, and he looked like this sort of vibe. And then um <laughs> he was like this is like an effing joke. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, okay, you're going to have to just leave. You're not you're clearly not coming in. He was on the phone. Somebody I thought maybe it's like his management or something. And then he gets, goes over to the lift to get back down. This is at King's cross. And then he turns to her and he just goes, suck my dick. Like grabs it. And he's like, suck my, like, like, a, like, a, like, uh, oh, that's that not that nice. Like wrestling. Like WWE. I was going like, to say, it's very, my, res- very wrestling. Very wrestling. And he's like, is he British? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, this is like unacceptable behavior. And this Scottish guy comes over and he's like, he shouldn't be allowed on any uh, train. This guy shouldn't be allowed. And he's gone now. And they're like, yeah, we well, we've got his name, but we couldn't find his ticket. So we don't know which train he's on, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he then, I'm sat on, in the, on the train. He gets um, on and his bag hits me as he goes past. He doesn't say sorry or anything. I look up and he's about two seats ahead of me. He's got those sort of single seats. He's mm-hmm. sat there on the right and it's him and he's knocked me with his bag quite bad I hadn't said anything and I look realise it's him and I look down I'm like five minutes till the train leaves I'm like ah, why not so I get up and I wave security down from the platform and the lady's like saying what what and I'm trying to wave her and she's like she gets a bit exhausted she's like no come here so I'm like fine so I get up and I said there was a guy in the lounge be really aggressive to a staff member he told her to do it he was calling her this and they were trying to find him they couldn't and she went we've been looking for him and i was like he sat two seats ahead of me so now i go and sit back down and she's like we'll come to the carriage and direct so i sit there and then she gets she gets she's by the window she's looking in and i'm like direct i'm going one two ahead and then her and security get on and they take him they speak to him like you come with me and he's like am I getting kicked off this train? They're like, just get off the train. Like, He's like, am I getting kicked off? He's like, I want to speak to my lawyer. And then they like take him off. And then the lady comes back and she's like, yeah, he's not getting on this train. He's been abusive. Da, 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 da. All this stuff. And I'm like, brilliant. Cause the guys. And That's I, lovely. I That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm saying he was crazy. He was saying this, he was on the phone. I don't know who it was, but blah, blah, blah. And she went, she, she went, Oh, my phone's ringing. Sorry. My hotel phone's ringing. One moment. Oh, the climax I'm of the story. To, just check. I'm not supposed to be somewhere. Hello? 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 Little glimpse into the... Hello? Uh, I don't know what that was. My hotel. I'm not supposed to be somewhere, am I? Well, I'm supposed to be somewhere in a minute. Obviously, I've got a gig. Well, we'll just say we'll just the climax of the story and then... Uh, uh... <laughs> this is a... You know, a lot of people will go for a cliffhanger 
Um, and then the lady, she, um, so she was talking to you about it quite openly. She was like, oh, he was even worse to me when we got off the train. He carried on. He was talking to us like unbelievably. Awful. Um, and then, but she was like talking quietly. I said, oh, sorry. I said, I said, was he like, he sounded like he was in a band. Was he somebody? And she went, no, she goes, we have to be quiet. She goes, his parents had just sat down there. That's oh the my God. With. His mum and dad watched their son just get escorted off because of all the stuff he had said. And they were like, they were like, he's like, I think he's not getting out on any train, so I think he's gonna have to fly if he wants to go to Edinburgh, but he's not getting up there. Oh I did that's the right incredible. Thing, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I love the right. fact that you've got no bones about a real public grassing. I love that. Really, like shop them. This is this is what we're doing on this podcast, you know, like we're letting people know that, <laughs> that their behavior is unacceptable and we're not prepared to take it. And it's <laughs> so not only am I I see you behaving badly in public, we are gonna grass you up. <laughs> I don't know if that comes, makes me come across bad, but I he was. No, I don't so, think so. He was. It was. It was mad what he was saying to this person. Like, no, I'm not even repeating all of it. It was crazy. And then the lady was like, "He was worse when we got him off the train." Yeah, I don't think that. I think that's fine. I think you were. I think you were upholding the standards. Yeah, that's fine. And if she's oh, saying you suck my good. dick to a train person, like they oh, can, he can it fuck was off. Crazy. Did you say that he was going to Edinburgh? I bet it was a comic. I bet it was some. Shit I didn't open recognize mic. him. I bet it was. It was I bet it was parents. Yeah, but you know what these open, you know, these new comics are like, you know. Yeah, that's them, true. Like that. Massive yeah. sense of entitlement. Think they're rocks. How many people do you know that are like really not good comedians and they sort of swan in like they are, you oh. know, like Chappelle, dro- like Chappelle dropping in at the store. Oh, and you, th- you think you are, I, I know you and you are bad at this. I don't know why yep. you're swanning in yep. like you are a hot potato. And bands just play the hits. <laughs> At a festival for sure as well, because no one's oh, there for the deep cuts. God. It's not like you know. There's no. You might get the odd super fan. I um. I I completely agree. I completely agree. Big hits, no deep cuts. Just nothing <laughs> we have not heard before. But save that for the. For the save that for your tour That's when it's off the, the new album, and you go. This is we. The, there's no way we can get up. You can't get up for it the first time you hear a song. Even the first time you hear Mr. Brightside, you can't do anything with it. You just listen and go, this is good. Next time I hear this, I'll be ready. You can't just hear that. You can't hear just a bang or a floor fitter the first time and go to the floor. I agree. It has to be planted and seeded. I went to see, uh, I was at playing Latitude and James were on. And I love James. They got amazing hits. Sit down next to me. Lay, I was going to say, so I said, many sit down next to me. Yeah. Great songs. We went to watch it. Oh my God. Every, in between every song, they were talking about how against Trump they were. And then this was another, this this one's another song against the far right. We're like, yeah, we get it, but that's not what we're here for. Like, for sure. If I, this I is like agree. a labor festival, if you're trying to do something, <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know why you're playing. And it's such a, boring stance we're like yeah we know we know that obviously you're not pro-trump we don't but we don't we just don't, like i walked away and then as i got back to my tent they started playing the hits but i couldn't go oh, back so a, annoyed that's classic james you know pro you know anti-trump not doing the hits come on james yeah. you've got to get it together i'm surprised i'm surprised they were still going to be honest with you but uh i'll tell you what i'll tell you who does do the hit. i went I went to I went to see uh, I went to see Craig David because he's an absolute ledge. I saw him at the O2, really? and uh, he did he did the hits so much. He did some of them twice. Now I am into that in a big way. He did a <laughs> yeah, couple of yeah, them yeah. twice. I was like, do you know what? Fair play. That is some of his songs are so good that they should be played twice. Yeah, that's good. In fact, going back to Holt Spread, the Killers opened and closed with the same song. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. I've got That's soul, but I'm not a soldier. About. Everyone's going crazy for it. It's brilliant. It's a great start because before Dub- they come out, everyone's the, the double going, bookend, yeah. Uh, uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bookend it. Because, uh, bookend perfect. it with the hits. Yeah. Perfect. I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. I've never forget, forgiven my friend Paul for this. We are Kings of Leon, and this is 2009. So Kings of Leon are like, just coming up really this is like in their pomp it's this is in their pomp yes i've never said that in my life but yeah i won't well, say only again the adjacent. that's true we're at the front it is the the gate it's you know that fence thing they put up oh yeah security man <clears throat> the kings of leon stage they are mm-hmm. there 
The Kings of Leon, 2009, <laughs> The Kings of Leon. And my friend Paul goes, uh, oh, I didn't realize we were going to be at the front. I should have probably worn better footwear. I look down, he's wearing flip-flops. <laughs> and after the first song, he's being trodden on, stepped on. Yeah, it, that's he, tough. And he, he can't make it back through alone. I have to take him out. We have to just... You're joking. Out. I have to go. And I'm now watching the Kings of Leon. Watching it, I'm watching everyone watch Kings of Leon from the back. The plus side to that is I did take a wee in the bush and I found an envelope with 180 euros in it. So it's not all bad, <laughs> but... What a roller coaster this story. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It's 2009. Kings of Leon. Flip-flops. Out. We in a bush, hundred eight euros. The fucking job done, baby. As <laughs> <laughs> that's that good stuff, man. That turned around. Do you do, I mean, that's got to make you feel better about not being at the front. It did help, but I mean, it did help. But certainly at the time, obviously, that's that's lovely money. I mean, but I mean, you know, I was at the front of Kings of Leon in their pub, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Um, love, love lovely money. Hashtag also, lovely money. That's I great. Think just wear like a bum bag and have hand sanitizer and wet wipes in it always. <laughs> wet wipes are king, of course. Wet wipes are king. Yeah, I think you gotta um, have them. Yeah, I think um, smart shoes. No flip flops. No flip flops. No flip flops. No flip flops. No, no way. It's just not, you know, because you have to walk for miles as well. That's the other big. That's the other big issue with festivals. You're walking miles. No yeah. Flops. Re- they should build real roads. That's what I think. So when they do glassery, they should tarmac all the grass and just get it all on concrete. That's what I'd like. Because then if it rains, it's no big deal. They should this tarmac is that farm. Brexit the festival. <laughs> Build a big hotel like Tower Blocks. We can all stay in there and then just knock it down every year. They could probably afford it with the money they make. Just, just, just do of... the whole thing at the O2. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, And we can all stay in hotels in London and then you can just go and see the bands you want. Perfect. Tell you what, the O2, you know, they, they struggled with what that was for a while. And obviously now it's the big arena, but it's also got a smaller place you can play. It's got all these restaurants, all these shops. That could have been a place where they have huge indoor festivals. Where you could camp yeah, inside yeah. on fake grass. You've got these little That'd stages nice. you go and see. The big indoor festival. That would That's have been a good brilliant. idea. That's a good idea. Because that whole That's thing, you, there could be fake camping areas. You could have smaller concerts. You've got the big one. <laughs> I love the idea brilliant. of uh, I love the idea of little tents on astroturf. Just yeah. uh, all the squeaky clean people just going. Yeah, I don't really. I like I like the idea, but I don't really like the idea of you know grass. So. <laughs> The alternate festival, the indoor alternate festival. Yeah, yeah, for little odd, little odd people, little odd people. Just, uh, I like the and idea me. of that. Yeah, and you, was, and you'd be there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be working, you'd be on. We'd have a little comedy scent. You'd be on that. Oh yeah, they'd have a little comedy room because it'd be the room. There'd be soundproof. You wouldn't have to hear the music when you're on stage. Perfect. Have you ever done it? Have you ever done a? Um, have you ever done a mu- Have you ever done comedy at a music festival and you like the sound of the, the other, the other stage is just like bleeding into like it's just like pumping music and you're trying to do comedy in like another smaller tent. It's very yeah. difficult. I did a gig was- in. I did a, I did a festival in Cornwall. Um, I think it was. I can't remember where it was. It's like I don't know where it was. It wasn't a, a huge festival. I think the Wurzels were on, and uh, the stage for the comedy on the Saturday was a wrestling ring because on the Friday night they had wrestling, and on the Saturday night it was comedy. So to do your Brilliant. set, you were stood in the middle of a wrestling ring with an audience sort of stood all around you, which is not. <laughs> I you know I don't know if there's any comedy work. nerds. Yeah, I don't know if there's any comedy nerds listening, but bright day, you know, broad daylight, 10, wrestling ring in the middle, audience all stood around, and I absolutely died on my ass. and then had the most humiliating thing, which was to leave the, the wrestling stage after dying on your ass. You just had to go and, like, lie on your front and then roll out of the stage. Brilliant, which was brilliant. De- de- degrading, it was degrading. 
Um, in fact, I I I go as far to say no no comedy at music festivals. Just forget it. It's just a yeah. Latitude day. try and make it work. One there was a 2021 uh, issue where I was trying to perform comedy to a very lovely crowd, and I'd say a few a fair few people. I think the big tent there, so it's a few thousand, I think. And I was slightly battling, which I never thought would be an issue in my life, but it was me slightly battling with the. Uh, the noise coming from Rick Astley. Oh, that's tough. Can't compete with Big Rick. You can't really compete with Rick. I was, I was being Rick rolled in the no. worst possible way. <laughs> I tell you, Rick's the kind of person that you would stand there the entire time going, if you're not doing Never, Never Gonna Give You Up, I don't yeah. want to fucking know about it, baby. Like, <laughs> just do that five times and leave and we'd be happy. Yeah. People were doing that with me as well. They're doing, do the one in, one out bit. <laughs> I've got other stuff. <laughs> we want one in, one out. This is a new joke. Boo. Do the hit. Hits. At least say plural. <laughs> do the hit. That would be such do a funny hit. thing do your, to out. Yeah, do your hit. You can do, do the that song. to Rick <laughs> do, it to, to, do it to James, to be fair. Um, lovely stuff. So you, um, you're off to your gig now? Yeah, we're playing uh, Brisbane tonight. So um, Brisbane. I'm just gonna put my trainers on. So yeah, we did one last night. <laughs> you don't get that in other podcasts. One of the hosts putting their trainers on. <laughs> These are my gig shoes out here. Look at Lovely there, Reebok classics. Reebok green and blue. So they're white, the green bit, and then blue at the back for the listener. Lovely pair yeah. of trainers. If you're listening Thank at you. home, they're really lovely uh, pair of trainers. Um, I could maybe. I think the only day really I could do this again would be either. Monday or actually, let me see what I've got next Friday. It might be in Wollongong on a Friday. That's not a real place, is it? That's a travel day. Actually, I think I fly to Tasmania next Friday, which means I might be able to do this time next week because we won't have a yeah, show I can that do night. This, I can do this time next week. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be great. So I need to, I need to go. I need to get a, All right. Um, cool, man. Great stuff. I, need to, I need to make sure this all saves and everything. Right, all right mate. I'll, I'll and speak. I need to have a good well. gig. I'll see you later. But thank you, man. That was great. Good stuff, mate. If you're feeling frustrated and things are getting you down, and you want to do 